I believe expansions can save a game. I'm not so sure. Hello and welcome to Triangle Square Day PlayStation Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, Mr. Saw Bridges, bringing you lucky episode 58. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. You know, I am a little disappointed that that's in Fortnite. Or, I'm sorry, PUBG. Nope, yep. Um, just because I don't, I feel like that shouldn't, you started it, and I feel like you started it completely separate of PUBG. Oh, no, I did. It's 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 from a really good movie. What's, what movie? 21. 21, okay. We, we, okay. Deja Vu, we've yep. talked about this. Good, okay. Yeah, you're, you, you're probably right. I ha, I am forgetful sometimes. No, yeah, it's a but really good movie. It is a very good movie. So, with that being said, we are trying to square day PlayStation podcast. If you've never tuned into us, we post a new episode of our podcast on YouTube and video format every Monday at 10 a.m. PST and 12 p.m. CST. Or we post to podcast services around the globe. Everybody always says that, so I just figured I'd put it in there. I should get a globe and just spin around the hell out it, of it. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, every Monday, same time. Uh, if you like what we're doing on YouTube and you're watching us on there, uh, subscribe. Hit the little bell notification. You'll get our videos in your little inbox thing, as far as I understand. I don't know. I'm not too hip and heavy with the uh, with the YouTubes. So uh, in case I'm wrong, uh, let me know. And if you listen to us on podcast services, uh, we would appreciate it if you give us a review. Let's our numbers get up there a little bit higher. People find us more easy. And of course, it helps us understand what we are doing right and wrong and try and reflect on that and possibly change. That's true. Or if you have crazy good ideas, because every now and then we got listeners who give us crazy good ideas that we love. But with that being said, Saul, yep. where can they find us except for YouTube? and try, you know, and, uh, Everywhere but Spotify. No, 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 no. Wait what? What what social media platforms? Oh Twitter. I'm just over, trying to get you. I'm at, trying to get you involved in this. Over segment. there at Triangle SQRD, we do a couple things over there. We also have a Discord. It's our pinned tweet. Jump in and join the community. About yep. tw- about and we actually 20. have. If you're on YouTube, the Discord is always in the uh, description That's as true. well. Uh, and then lastly, so is Twitter, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, I think so, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, one thing that I thought was interesting that apparently we've not said recently enough that somebody didn't think about it uh, is that we have an email. So if you ever want to email any questions or thoughts to us, you can do so at podcast at gmail.com, spelled out exactly like it sounds. But without further ado, Saul. Yes, sir. I've been very busy this week. You've been very busy this week. But we did actually come together and hang out a little bit on Thursday. We did. But aside from that, good sir, I didn't even ask you much then. What have you been playing? Uh... Not a lot. Like, this is a really been big trend lately. Um, but after I got done with God of War, I've been kind of having the video game blues where it's almost a drought, like where I don't really feel like playing a whole lot. Because you know none of it's going to be as good as God of War was to Well, you? not only I'm, that, I'm but kidding. like I'm kind of not worn out, but like I'm just kind of relaxing. You're- I'm playing games as I want to instead of having to find something in between to play. Sure. Um, so we have Detroit coming out, so I've been playing Beyond Two Souls, a... Uh, Really fun game so far. I'm about an hour in, and uh, I've been meaning to get over there on our Discord channel and disco- discuss it in our PS Plus Pals Discord channel. But played a little bit of Monster Hunter today, actually, just to kind of jump back in. And I've also been playing another little game for something that you guys will see soon, I'm sure. A dark, it's Dark Souls 3 Let's Play. Um, and I'm kind of just working through that again. On PC still, correct? Nope. You are playing Dark Souls 3 on PlayStation? Yep, I picked it up for PS4 since uh, mm-hmm. I'm... I'm going to get the Platinum eventually, and I have to do... So some, why not do the plays through a Platinum? Yeah, through I might a as well do a, a trophy cleanup run kind of thing, and it's going to be fun. Uh, if you I'm guys gonna... like comfy Dark Souls uh, Let's Plays, then you're going to like this video. But uh, what about you? What if, have you been playing anything at all? Yeah, I have been playing Seasons After Fall, which was one of the games I said was going to be my hit-up after um, 
you know, uh, when I got through with God of War's Platinum. So I did start that finally. Really fun so far. Really pretty. Game has got a beautiful art style. Uh, Focus Home Interactive are the people that put it out. But as far as the studio, I'm not quite sure. I plan to look more into it depending on how the outcome of this game is. But I am heavily enjoying it the way that it plays. Like, um, give you just a base scenario. The game is... Uh, a platformer, a puzzle platformer, where you go through and you gain control of the seasons as you play throughout the game, uh, and it's actually pretty cool. So you know, you run around and jump around, and things react differently, and you change you change the season in real time. Yeah. So you're running around, and you can just hold R1, and then there's up, down, left, and right because there's four seasons, and you can change them into different things. And certain things will be alive and active during certain one season. You can only you know activate them when another season. Uh, you know, it's very interesting, but I like it so far. I'm not just incredibly. Bond, it's Y-O-N-D-E-R. That's what I thought. I swear somebody somebody has um, said it with a U in there. Huh, anyway, uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the majority of what I've been playing. I don't think I've played anything else, actually, besides because God of War. Yeah, that's right. Um, got the God of War plant Monday, I guess, or I can't even remember at this point, but I got it. Then I've been working a lot, went to a concert this week. So I've been gaming outside of that a little bit but i'm also trying to push hannah into playing seasons after fall so every time i'm playing it i'm like hey hannah this has happened this is why this is as much as i'm going to tell you this has happened this is why i need you to have motivation to go play this game to find out what happens on your own yeah and and uh we'll see how that happens i keep hearing that game and yonder talked about in our discord and so i just looked up season after fall reminds me a lot of worry so i may may have to get on on that i actually Um, was like i almost messaged you the other day is it made by the same people because it looks remarkably close i don't know but it's got a really Um, cool it's got the really pretty hand-drawn art yeah so and um, yonder looks really cool too yeah yonder looks great i mean yonder looks like uh the the relatively to to the art style beauty of something like rhyme and zelda put together um, but you know, I kind of actually like the idea of there not being combat and stuff that's, you know, there to, I'm not going to say mud or muddy up the experience. It's just, it is something different. I'm going to go pick the game up today or tomorrow, depending on when we get done with this uh, for Hannah, uh, and with a, you know, vested interest myself in playing it eventually. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's it for me. So, so I guess it's time to <clears throat> hop into that drop, drop or yeah, drop into the hop. <laughs> I hate everybody. We have uh, the weekly listing of games that come out, and if you guys are familiar AKA with the this, hop. yeah, the hop. If you guys are familiar with this segment, but you don't want to hear, it, hit the timestamps in the description or uh, in the comments below. Uh, I'm gonna start commenting them as well, so you guys who use your phones to watch us on YouTube, I know that's a rarity, but those that do, you'll have the timestamps you can actually click, uh, click because you can't if they're in the description, which is weird. It is, uh, but I guess it's almost understandable. YouTube's weird. Uh, we have 2MD VR Football for PSVR, AO International Tennis for PS4, Conan Exiles for PS4. Finally. Digitally and in stores. That game has been announced for so long. Yeah, no, not a huge fan of Conan. Uh, we have Cool Painter VR, which actually sounds kind of cool. Okay, real quick. Just a little, just a little tidbit of information there, a little snippet. Um in that game, you can actually so you you know you paint and sculpt in real time, uh, 3D when you're doing this. But when you're done, there's a feature in the game that lets you um, if you have a removable storage device, you can up, export it. You can export the file out and import it into Blender and actually 3D print whatever you made. That's really cool. Which is awesome. That may be the coolest VR title I've heard of yet. So what I may do is get that myself, do whatever I want, and then send it off to John and be like, John, please 3D print this for me. Man, so uh, be he's been up that. to some work. We yes, have, he has. We have Darkest Dungeon Ancestral Edition for PS4. D- sadly, not digitally, but only available physically, which is cool, though. Uh, I mean, that makes sense, because that game's not got a physical release yet, has it? 
Pretty sure it does on Switch. I might be wrong. Well, I, I mean on PS4, to be fair. No, but I mean, I like, if you wanted to get it on PlayStation... I don't know. I, think it Maybe. I don't know. It's Go a good ahead. game, though. Uh, we have Dead Ahead Zombie Warfare for <laughs> PS4 and PS Vita. We have Death Road to Canada for PS4. Grim Legends 3 The Dark City for PS4. Hyper Sentinel for PS4. Ink Explosion for PS4 and PS Vita. It's a cross-buy title. We have Laser League for PS4. Lunch Truck Tycoon 2. All right. There's the first one, I guess, for PS4. It reminds me of the days when there was a tycoon for everything. Yeah, you know, those tycoon games are actually pretty fun. Oh, man, Roller Coaster Tycoon was my jam. Roller Coaster it, I, right, I, Tycoon 1 and 2 on PC? Yeah. Oh, yeah those played are, them so much. Made some really messed up ones, too. We have Mega Dimension Neptunia <laughs> 7R, I guess, for PS4 and PSVR? Yep. It's uh, Yep. That, that's, so it's digitally and retail. I wonder if the if the seven R with the seven being a Roman numerals is is a clever way of doing VR. Yeah, it is. That's what the point of it is, and it's a remake of seven. So it's it's a oh, okay. All that is kind of cool. Then that's really that's that's good marketing right there. We have Raging Justice for PS4, Reverie for PS4, Shantae the Half Genie Hero Ultimate Edition for PS4. Good for them. That, that game looks fun. I want to pick it up for Vita. Is it out on Vita? Yeah, it's, uh, it's already been out. That's just Ultimate Edition coming back around. Oh, okay. We have uh, Siberia. Siberia. Siberia for PS4. Tacoma for PS4. Finally. That was actually uh, came to place. I mean, came to Xbox first game. So that's cool. Yeah, that's. And I've heard interesting things about it. Not same. Exactly I never got great, around to Gone Home, and it's made by the same guy who did Gone Home. So. Oh, is it? Yeah, which was originally, apparently, uh, Steve Gaynor. So I think he was originally a, a designer or something on Bioshock. Interesting. So, uh, we have Through the Woods for PS4, Trailblazers for PS4, and Tear Chains of Ahala for PS4. Yeah, good good release window. Everybody's high on uh, Norse mythology right now. They are. So why not you know capitalize on that a little bit? One little uh, story regarding my time with, and I may have mentioned this on the show before, but I always love mentioning it, is uh, in Roller Coaster Tycoon games. Yeah. Whenever I used to play them, I would I would do the same thing. You'd make like dangerous things and see, but I'd also go through. And this is like a you know I'm I'm like ten and twelve doing this, rolling through, and I would just like click on a random visitor and like you know you could see their moods and stuff. And like if they weren't happy, I would take them and I'd pick them up because you can just pick them up however you want to and drop them off to where you think would maybe make them happier, like right. more in the area. Or you could read their complaints too, like oh it's too hard to get to areas and whatnot. So it was supposed to be a feature that you could use to make your park better. But what I would do is I'd play like the vengeful god of the park and I would pick them up and I'd take them to a body of water and drop them in and watch them start drowning. And then when they were so close to dying, I'd pick them up and then I'd put them back down. And depending uh, on what their terrible. thoughts were. <laughs> I used to make like the full It loop. is extremely terrible. You know, we talked about you can make any game really dark very quickly yeah. on the reader mail episode. Uh, that's one of those ways. Uh, th- thinking back on that, that was a really odd thing for me to do as a as a... You know, I, I used to make those full loops, and I take off the top half of the loop, so they just go up and up, and then they would eventually come back down. And uh, me and me and Big Seth both really made some some quite a few quite a few terrifyingly. Yeah, it was so fun. Dark I honestly, because there are games that I don't even necessarily know how you would pull off on a console, to be honest. But I would just love one for like Vita and like touchscreen controls or something. I wonder if there's been a It would be really fun to just PC. play on the... I don't know. I think that they did a remake of Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, but in 3D. Ugh. Um, when that was a trend that failed. I, I mean, when I say 3D, I mean like 3D rendering. Oh. Yeah, like... Because, you know, all those monitors. games were technically isometric. So I guess they were third person to extent. There's but... On the Switch. My point being... 
I really liked those games, and they had, I had a lot of really fun times. I also did actually like get to the point where I liked being like, oh, man, my park is the safest park and all these things. When you did well in those games, you felt like you were really doing well, so that's fun. There's a roller coaster guy <laughs> game on the Switch. Cool. Is it Roller Coaster Tycoon specifically? Yeah. Good. Well, so while you're looking at all that stuff, I'm going to go ahead and hop into the news for the previous week. And it starts off with Far Cry 3. I put 5 for some dumb reason. Far Cry 3 Classic Edition has been listed to have a physical edition from a New Zealand retailer. But there's been no confirmation from Ubisoft yet. So I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. I'm not really sure. I think that it's very likely to. But the more I think about it, I don't remember Ubisoft making a physical release of the South Park um, Stick of Truth version that they included. I don't think, yeah. But that, it, then again, different, because you didn't have to pay for it if you were part of I don't know, because they eventually released it separately. So right. I'm not sure on that one, actually. But I expect it to be physical, and I really hope it's physical. Uh, so, you know, here's the hoping. Uh, next thing up, God of War sold 3.1 million copies in its first three days, becoming the fastest-selling PlayStation exclusive to date. Congratulations nuts. to them. That's so crazy. Cause, you Absolutely know, nuts. It seems like every game that comes out that's a really big release for them does that. Right, yeah. That's, so, you know, good on them. I mean, congratulations, really. Congratulations, Mr. Barlog. <laughs> Barlog. Balrog. Anyway, uh, next up, Saul, this one's for you and for any of you Destiny junkies out there, for those of you who still play it. Uh, and, Bungie and has topic. been teasing its expansion planned for fall of this year, stating that it will introduce a mode, quote, new to first-person shooters as a genre, end quote. The expansion itself will debut at E3, where we will all likely hear it, and see this information about the new mode. Who knows? So, and not even a slight joke, Saul. Depending on how quickly they can get this out, fall, or if they're the first people to come out and announce it, first person battle royale. <laughs> and I hope it's not. But we'll see. Well, that's technically in uh, PUBG. You can play. You can play third or first. There's, there, like when you log in, there's a, a first person uh, server and there's a third person server. Interesting. I did not know join. that. Or uh, not server, but game type. Well, then who who knows? Uh, Saw wildest I, guess. What I, could you even imagine? I don't being know. A new mode? Like the fact that they say that it's new to a first person shooters as a genre. I don't makes know. you think it's something that's in another genre. So I'm really curious myself. I mean, everything I can think that has has maybe. I think the key word here that they're going to kind of squiggle around is shooters because I think that there is a mechanic we've seen in a first, a first person game. game. Sure. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. It, I don't know. It also just sounds like a lot of uh, kerfluffing, as some 41 would say. Oh, they better not be trying to kerfluff because <laughs> they, this this game kind of depends on this at, at this point. Uh, that's true. Or I guess Warmind. It kind of depends on what Warmind pulls off. I don't necessarily trust them with Warmind, but nor do a lot of people from when I was looking around on the forums today. <clears throat> but next thing on the list is Monster Hunter World has another Street Fighter crossover going on currently, actually, uh, where players can get a full set of Sakura armor by earning the needed crafting supplies in the event quest. So if you're wanting to do that, cop on that. I think that the uh, Devil May Cry thing, I was actually playing Monster Hunter last night. I lied. I played Monster Hunter. That was my other thing. Oh. Uh, with Ryan, and I beat Teostra. Yeah. So and now go. I've just got to fight Vol, whatever. Hazak. Yeah. So that's that's the, that's the most annoying one in my opinion. Seems like it. The effluvium, as they want to say, is uh, uh, all yeah. around him. Yeah, so. don't get hit by his uh, flu- fluvium burst because that burst laser will pretty much guarantee you death. 
Nice. Okay. Well, that happened with a lot of Teoster stuff, too, so not surprising. Uh, a new trailer was released this past week for Red Dead Redemption 2, focusing on more of the game's story. Uh, no gameplay was shown, but I personally would expect to see gameplay at E3. That seems like something they would save for a big stage reveal. But there's no telling. They may be the more ballsy thing, and 2K may try and pull an Activision or an EA and give it its own event like they're doing with uh, Call of Duty. Uh, it would definitely make more sense because this game will probably sell as much as Call of Duty, if not more, just like Grand Theft Auto has. No way to tell. I am curious if this game performs even half as well as Grand Theft Auto because that's still monstrous success. Yeah. Um, who knows? We'll see. We will see. Uh, Polyarch. Will. Oh yeah. Who knows? Polyarch's Moss for PSVR is getting a physical release. Hallelujah. I I made my own case, but that just makes me feel cool and hip and. I'm a hipster. I made a case before it was cool. Uh, it'll hit stores June 12th for $29.99, same price as it is digital, in case you've been holding out hope for a physical release. Part of me, I, I wouldn't necessarily plan to get rid of the game, but part of me do, does wish that, you know, I'm talking about being more conscientious, uh, conscientious with my spending. Uh, this year, part of me wishes I would have waited since I had to wait from launch anyway. But, you know, if I would have waited for Hellblade, that's still not Just physical. let it ease you into the all digital future. <laughs> not going to happen. Not going to happen. I will only do it when How would you feel if the PS5 came out and they said that they that if you owned a game for PS4, it reads those discs, but every PS5 game is digital. How would you feel? I would riot into the streets. Like would you be would you seriously be mad like or would I would be no, I would seriously be mad. That would be a, a, something they would never do. The only possible way I would be less mad is if they gave us the ability and it's hard to pull. I mean it's it's really a hard thing to go around and they've teased about it or at least questioned it. For people in the past, but the only way is if a they bulk up their um, return policy, which they really need to do anyway, uh, to be similar to what Steam and Xbox have yeah, done. Yeah, they really true. need to do that. That's the first thing they would need to do for me to be less mad about it. The other thing would need to be if they found a way, like they've teased before, at least questioned before, a suitable way to let digital trade-ins be a thing. Where you would yeah. lose your license and you would no longer be able to play the game, but they would give you some set value for so it. So you would never be able to play the game permanently? <clears throat> what do you mean? Like, you know, you trade it, so like a digital trade-in and what they talk about basically, or the idea behind it would basically need to be at this point uh, that you have a license that you've bought digitally, you can play the game digitally. If you decide that you want to trade that game in because you don't see yourself playing it anymore, then you, yes, you trade in the the license and you lose your ability to have that license, but they give you some kind of determined wallet. Well, would you ever it. be able to have that license again? Is what I'm asking. If you rebought it, I would imagine so. Okay. But that would be the only way, right. if you want. Because even then, I don't know. Because you know, some people, it, it's weird. People like you actually need there to be no trade-in options. A million licenses. Well, not even. Well, though, the reason I say that is that like one of the biggest things that you know that you've dealt with and that you've used the digital future. Times. Yeah, and I think if they, so for me, I would want the ability to have the agency through this experience to be able to go. I have decided in this moment that I want to trade this game in. It was fun while I had it, but I can, I literally never see myself playing it again. I'm going to trade it in. I want that. Now I know for people like you, it's a little different. You're like, Oh, well I'll buy the game and then that'll keep me from trading it in for something stupid. So that when I inevitably want to go back to it, it's there, it's in my library. Um, but I think it's, it's gotta be something that you at least give people the option for. I mean, so I don't, I don't know, but I definitely would not be happy. Uh, it would be a very big source of complaint for me. Now, PS6, even further in the future, it starts to be at a point where it's like, okay, how's that going to work? But even the internet in this town is not good enough to support an all-digital future. Oh, that's not true. Dude. I'm, I'm halfway there now. Dude. 
depending on whether or not you can even get cable one or if you can afford cable one or, or if the cable one data cap will allow you to download the amount of games that you even want. Sean pays the same price All we do. All same problem. Like 12 megabits down. From Windstream, I'm yeah. saying. Yes, I, I imagine. But that's the other point. Can can he not get Cable 1? No, he lives on Texas. Like, well, never mind. I won't say yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah but no my streets, point being. But yeah, he lives like two miles away from where we work. So. Definitely he could. Who knows? My point being is that there are areas that don't, don't quite support it. So, I mean, and the U.S. is one of the biggest gaming markets there is. It's one of the one. I mean, and I. I I imagine that this would be where they try and fund things off of, and, and we're not even necessarily at a point where our infrastructure can support it very easily. Definitely in rural, like rural cities. So places yeah. like Ashdown and stuff have got you know, you deal with a lot more problems. So with that being said, well, yeah, I, was, I would I was not be specifically happy. me. Anyways, no. Well, you I mean, said, when you said it would affect us, like not us. Oh no, yeah, not me and you right. but no i mean like affect gamers as a whole yeah. and in a negative sense in this area because a lot of people do not necessarily have the internet to support it yeah so hate the south yep well i mean it's even do there's places in literally man there's places everywhere in this country that are just rural and small i mean even like the middle america you know like places like ohio and stuff have got areas that are way out there's so many small towns here and, and i mean in the, in the country as a whole it's just that's it. Gets to be the problem. I mean, no, that I exists everywhere, but I mean, that's the problem specifically here. I'm sure there's like a little town like outside of Wyoming or something that's just no internet, probably, or Montana, or or, or no internet outside of satellite options, which are awful and expensive. Yeah. So I mean, you know, that's one of those things. I would not be happy with it at all. But saw. Let's get back onto the topic. Beyond Good and Evil Two received a development update showing off gameplay and combat for a different character than the one that they originally showed in the E3 announcement, uh, which was okay. I mean, the game looks fine. It does. Obviously, look like it's in a pre-alpha or even alpha stage. Uh, I'm pretty sure pre-alpha at this point. But uh, no release date or window was given, uh, and it appears the game is still a ways off. But we may get more at E3. I don't quite know. The fact that this game's even being made is kind of amazing. The fact that they keep showing games off this early. Definitely, no when Michael Ansel was working is, is amazing on or whatever his name is, Michelle Ansel, whatever was working on that PS4 game that they showed off, Wild, that looked really, really cool, and we have not seen it since. Yeah, and it's another one of those agents and deep downs where it's like biggest pet peeve in gaming right now is showing off a game in turn. Entirely too early, Stop which maybe end up may end up being true for Beyond Good and Evil Two. But no, it know. is. I can guarantee it. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure, but we've seen more of it than we've seen in a lot of games. So at this point now, yeah. uh, PlayStation Network or PlayStation's backwards compatibility solution and streaming service PS Now has added a small selection of PS2 games to the service, including Ape Escape Two, Dark Cloud Two, and Hot Shots Tennis, and they are in HD and they are uh, they do have trophy support. So. Eh? Yeah, no, nah, this is stupid. I, still, stop still support, not like stop. It, yeah, like can they just get rid of PS now? But hey, it'd be it's a lot better like, than them putting PS2 games on there in 480p with no trophy. Or they support. could just put those on the store for me to buy for five dollars, like they do with half of them. Dark, like, Cloud, Dark Cloud Two, 2 is on there. And, yeah, I about to say. So, so it's like that's that's you know add on Ape Escape Two, which I don't think is on there. But I don't know Ape honestly. Games I've not played any PS2 games on my PS4 unless they were like a remake or something. You know, um, Bounty Hunter was fun, but I love Bounty Hunter. Star Wars? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, EA have announced that they will be showing off a new gameplay demo for the highly anticipated and somewhat worried, you know, centric game Anthem at this year's EA Play event going on alongside the start of E3. So that's the 9th through the 11th that they're going to be doing all this stuff, or the 9th and the 11th, one of the two. So is this a pre-show? Yeah. Uh, E3, uh, they don't do their own E3 conference. Them and Activision both just kind of push out and do their own thing. Uh-oh. And then, well, sometimes... Uh, they showed shown gameplay in the actual trailer, though, right? 
Yeah, they've why me like them flying through the the. That's been servers? highly speculative as to whether that was actual gameplay or not. Oh dear. So I, have, I have faith that it'll be good. We will we'll see, see this year. I mean, they've given the game more time anyway, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know exactly when it was originally scheduled or if there was even an idea, but I'm pretty sure it's been pushed off from that to uh, deal with the backlash that EA dealt with with uh, Star Wars and stuff like that. And even, I think, the backlash that Bungie got with Destiny. I think that they're seeing that the, you've got to do a little bit more than what you put these your money people where have your been mouth doing. when it comes to releases. So, <clears throat> um, Beyond Good and Evil and Final Fantasy VII and Kingdom sure. Hearts III. Uh, a new Hitman game appears to have been leaked by not only one, but two rating boards. Uh, the new game will be the first since IO obtained the rights to the series from Square Enix following their sell-off and looks to be titled Hitman Sniper Assassin, which seems like a really bad mobile game name. It does. Very odd naming convention there, but it is what it is. Uh, it shows the game to be coming to PC, PC, PS4, and Xbox One, unsurprisingly so. I mean, everybody would have probably guessed that. And while there's no official announcement from them, I think it's probably a pretty safe bet that you will see it at E3 this year. If I'm not mistaken, they partnered with WB to... Uh, handle this game to publish it i can't believe leaks are already kind of starting for these games yeah so is what it is but i i'm curious if it's going to be a full release i really doubt it or if it's going to be another episodic release i feel like with them and the amount of time they've had since the sellout it's probably episodic again uh, i wonder if they're really testing their waters because that this is the second game they did with uh with hitman right to be episodic well yeah yeah so i wonder like are they doing this because they want to a Hitman, or are they doing this to kind of test it out with Final Fantasy VII, like to get a basis down or a structure? Oh no, Square is not doing this one. That's what I'm saying. IO got IO bought the rights. I guess you, uh, you oh, don't yeah. remember this, but <laughs> that was like bless you. It was like what four six months ago, months ago months maybe ago? eight months ago. It's been a while. Uh, but they bought. You know, they uh, Square Enix was selling them off, and they became an independent studio, and they got the rights. Uh, they worked out something to get the rights from Square for Hitman, so they could continue working on that. Uh, so they've partnered with WB for this game. WB will be the publishing partner, but it will not be like an owning it or anything. It's just going to be a publishing partner. Right. Um, and I mean, yeah, so this is the second time they've done that, but Square's done episodic with a couple things. Square are the people that did Life is Strange and Life is Strange right. before the storm. So, I mean, it's not something necessarily new to them. It's just, I don't, because they've already said Final Fantasy VII is not going to be episodic in the traditional episodic way. It's going to be, Breaking the game up into parts, like six or almost like ten hour parts, almost like breaking that, almost like breaking the three acts up, or is what I'm is I, and they haven't said that, but I'm very I'm fairly positive that's what they're aiming like the for. old school four disc and PS one days, basically. But you know, I'm not going to go through spoilers or anything, but there are very specific things that obviously act as like an act break. Oh no, yeah, in those games, and I think that that's what they're going to be. But they're going to be way more fleshed out with a more in depth really, story and really side quests so. and stuff. Uh, they've already said that. I mean, the entirety of. Uh, Midgar or whatever, isn't that what it's called? Uh, will be uh, Midgar walkable. I mean, so it'll basically be an entire town that you can go and walk through. Kind of already is. Not in the PS1 version. What very, it's very. The only version exists. That's what I'm saying. But in the PS1, well, I mean, not necessarily. You can walk through Midgar and Crisis Core. Oh, uh, yeah, again, right. a game where you don't get to walk through all of it. That city's big. So there, so and you only get to walk through very, so very specific they, sections. They you will you be able to go down fully... alleyways and yeah. Interesting. Just like you got to do in uh, Leostra, whatever it's called, in uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, and all the cities in Fifteen. Oh, yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. They're they're upping the scale a whole bunch, and that's what they're saying. They're, the game is going to be so much meatier that every act will almost will be realistically the size of an average modern game. This game's gonna be on the Luminous Engine, right? <clears throat> uh, no, we confirmed last time when I had you look that it's gonna be on Unreal Three, uh, Unreal Four. 
Okay. See, I remember I was talking about it last week, but I also can't Which I think is speeding up development. I think that's part of why they chose to do that. I'm pretty sure that's why Kingdom Hearts went that way, but again, I'm not quite sure. (laughs) Not a game to talk about when speeding up development. (laughs) Well, can you imagine if keeping on the Luminous engine would have kept it even slower? Oh, man. Who knows? Um, God, got way off here. Uh, Next thing, though, is official E3 scheduling for um, this year. Confirms that CD Projekt Red will indeed be there and with a, quote, role-playing game, end quote. Uh, So it's almost undoubtedly cyberpunk at this point. Somebody, Do you remember early this year the the beep tweet that just, like, broke out in a a wave of, like, everybody being like, what? And uh, somebody on Reddit pointed out there, like, don't get your hopes up, guys. It's going to be a walking around Gwent simulator. (laughs) <laughs> where you customize your own character that's the rpg elements in it <laughs> you customize your deck that's the rpg element well they they, they specifically are like customize your character but yeah who knows uh gwen's fun i think it's i mean it, it's almost obviously cyberpunk it's the time it's been a long time since they even initially announced the game and then they went radio who, silent for a long time who's gonna get it uh probably microsoft you think so Absolutely, they've. Done, I mean, they, they partnered with Microsoft for Witcher Two, which ended up coming only to, P- uh, to Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Well, they you, partnered with them whenever they announced the Witcher Three, even though the game sold more on PS Four. So I remember back, and this could, I think this could that, be different now, but back when Xbox DRM things were going on, in certain countries you wouldn't be able to play, like you wouldn't be allowed to play in it. I remember that. Whatever country country CD Projekt Red is from, is it Poland? Poland, I thought. Yeah, yeah. That, that was one of the countries they couldn't like play their own game in on Xbox from their own country. And I remember a lot of fallout there. And I don't remember if if that was like something because of course it. Changed. I don't quite recall that because the the dr the, the drm stuff I thought was already gone. Well, no, it was by it was, the time that that game came out because that was a twenty fifteen. No, game. but they were talking about how like. I'm trying to think of their words, like not unsupportive, but like they, how pretty much Microsoft did not think all of that through when they first announced it. They're like everything that that they have done for uh, uh, CD Projekt Red. Now that's like they're kind of spitting CD Projekt Red's face. I, I don't know enough about that. That'll be something we need to look into separately. But I'm still undoubtedly sure it'll go to Microsoft. Hey, put that on your bingo card and let's see what happens. Oh. If you want to play some real dice. Last thing on the list, though, is that recent picks and posts across different internet forums show what appears to be GameStop advertising and showcasing box art for Gran Turismo 7, with some going as far to say an April 2019 release window was given. I don't know about so, that. That's going to be what I think is a PS5 launch. While game. nothing is impossible, take it with a huge, huge grain of salt, and we'll see if... I, to be fair, if it's going to be April 2019, Excuse that's going to... And we've already talked about, we're kind of curious as to what's going to be at Sony's E3 this year because a lot of the games they've been showing are out. Or, so, maybe. It's what, been... What, what by is, the time that it releases, it would have been two years, right? So, here's here's where I'm thinking they may be going with it, and then we can go on to the uh, reader mail. Uh, but where I think they may be going with it is either they're bringing another studio into the cusp, which I think would be a mistake, personally, uh, or... Polyphony Digital has streamlined their development thing enough to where they feel confident that they can release a game either yearly or every two so like years. Because you got to think so. exactly now, maybe it'll be every two years. Which I think if if really if Polyphony uh, if Polyphony Digital were able to really streamline and be like, hey, we've got it now. They have been so slow the last few gens that it takes them so long to get a Gran Turismo game out. While I mean, look at the time e- between while now and Forza, it seven. comes out with one every year. Now that's because of two year development cycles, uh, because of the an offshoot team handling the Horizon series. Right. But my point being, we have not seen necessarily so far from Polyphony the abil- the ability to be able to pull off a game uh, in, in every two years or in a two year development cycle window. So. 
I'm I'm really curious. I don't think this can be true. And actually, I mean, the more I think about it, I because of the people that love Gran Turismo and the the fact that Gran Turismo is always lauded for being very pretty and always being you know sport was its own thing. It sold really well and it is a very pretty game, but it does do some things differently from the rest of the Gran Turismo franchise. Uh, and that's what some people are saying that they want Seven back for a really traditional story from the get go and all this story, you know, a campaign from the get go. And there's still a lot of things that, even though they've added some of this into sport, that they're still not in sport. That if they're really trying to do this, it would be lucrative from a business standpoint. Whether it's a great idea, if, yeah. it, if it forces Polyphony to put out a worse product, I'm not sure. Yeah. Now, Sony could... Ryan, I want to hear your thoughts, because I know that if this is even remotely true, you've got something to say about this. I know, so, I know Sony, Sony mm. can throw some major shade at Microsoft in this year at E3. Have a big old bulky object on stage with a big old nice silky, uh, like cloth over. I was gonna it. say cloth that acts pretty much as a tarp over it, and play the trailer by wilding out. It's like, and everybody well, thinks it's a card, and they pull it off, and it's the PS Five, and it's coming to PS Five no, at launch. No, I was gonna say they, they play the Gran Turismo trailer, and they come out and they say, "Well, last year Microsoft showed you a Porsche, but look what we have!" And they throw off the thing. It's like an old nineteen eighty Geo that's all messed up paint and everything. He's like. You're gonna draw something nicer than this in that game, <laughs> just like just a, just have random crap on there. What I would do is just the same Porsche with a GT logo on it, just to be a shithead. <laughs> like PS4 decals everywhere. Oh, I hope that that's not the the way that this goes, uh, but who knows? So Saul, go ahead and move us into reader mail, and then we will move into the main topic, which uh, you came up with, and I'm I'm curious to see where this goes. Sure. So. For those that don't know, every week on Friday, some, sometimes Saturday, like this week when I forget, uh, we post a read about tweet our, on our Twitter, and we encourage everybody to ask questions. We pick three every week, and all the rest of the questions get banked for a reader mail episode like you guys saw come out just last week, and um, we just kind of get down to the nitty-gritty with these answers that we give y'all. So we'll go ahead and hop in. Mr. Sean Santa would ask, what are the best mini games within a game that you've played? I always remember the Golden Saucer in Final Fantasy VII as the first time I played with minigames. Also, I got to love a bit of Gwent from The Witcher. Now, he's right. Gwent is good. Um, Gwent is whoa, one of my favorite uh, parts of Witcher 3 that I played in. and it's, It is really fun. So much fun that the second time around, I bought the physical Gwent decks that came with the collector's, the collector's edition of Blood... Or not Blood and Wine. Hearts of Stone. Um, but... Dude, I really still want to play physical Gwent. We've not done it yet. Nope. I, I don't think I've, I took the decks out of the package once. Just, just to, to see what they look like. Yeah. I'm sure they look. And I think I remember looking through them myself and they look really good. Oh, no, they uh, do. That's my answer, too, actually. I love that question. Great, great question, it is. Sean. I, I can't uh, think of another answer, though, that I. Like, oh, it, of another game that had fun mini games? That I enjoyed, yeah. Uh, my go to is is Gwent. Because, Fable, I mean, I dude, I lost. Fable 2's card game thing they had was, was way fun, too. Dang. Quick way to make money. It was fun. I you know it, it gets to be weird because a lot of them are things that you feel like you're constantly going through and have a meta to them, which was what was so fun about Gwent is it wasn't just playing it once and then going to different people and keep playing it just to be something stupid and fun that they added in. It, it was, was like a, it was like it was a, a full game. own thing. You got different cards, out. a request. It was really cool. I love that aspect. Um, there have been other games that have done mini games that I just thought were fun, even though they worked them into the storyline. Like, well, even though it's partially from nostalgia, I love Sly Cooper. And the first Sly Cooper game has got a lot of mini games that you've got to do to get the keys to get in the different areas while you're going up to, on the way to fight uh, Clockwork. Um, 
So that's a shout out. I mean, I'll say that's a pretty good one. I think there have been other games that had funny mini games. I'll say that the one that comes to mind the quickest is like Little Big Planet Two. Specifically, there was a place when you're inside of like the factory. It was basketball, and me and Blaze and Jonathan here in that room over there. Whenever I was like seventeen. Man, we were losing our. I was sixteen, I guess, because so I moved Jonathan's out when like I was 12. seventeen. Yeah, <laughs> well, Jonathan was young; he was thirteen or fourteen. Um, but man, it was insanity. We were laughing so hard, and it was so funny. And it was like all the physics are dumb. The ball's like super floaty, and there's bounce pads you can jump through, and you can grab each other and weigh them down. And somebody could shoot, and you could grab the ball midair. And so it it was really fun to try and do trick shots where you like you could jump up, and then somebody else grab onto the ball and try and like float it in with their weight. It was just extremely fun. And then, of course, the Little Big Planet uh, stick that they always had was that, like, you can control your character's arms and everything. Yeah. So, you know, you'd be running and somebody would be trying to shoot and you'd smack them with your Sounds arm. Sounds like a prepubescent gang beast. Dude, yes, basically. I, I would not be surprised to learn that gang beast is basically inspired by some ridiculous, fun Little Big Planet things. Now, this was an official mini game. This was on the disc at launch. It was incredibly fun. We played the hell out of it. But there were also a, a lot of really fun user-made levels. Somebody made a Street Fighter or something like that, where you, or it was just a fighting thing, but it looked like Street Fighter characters, where they were full models, and you got into a Controlinator or whatever they're called in that game, and it had health bars and everything, and Ugh. you could kill each other. It was ridiculous. Uh, but pe- dude, those games were so fun because I think of that. one I haven't played. That's where my hopes for dreams lie, is that huh. it can replicate the fun that I I've had with Little Big Planet because Little Big Planet kind of fell off with three, and I think they, I think it's a game that didn't need to go more. It was already living. I was really excited for three at first, and then playing it, it was still good, but it yeah, wasn't. Yeah. It didn't capture we, the same feeling that one and two did. Two was an obvious step up from one, and it felt like oh, everything they did is needed. This, yeah. These are all things that they that they could have done the first time, and it would have made a better game. Three was like we're going to add a lot more layers instead of just three. You're going to have like up to fifteen layers or something it, ridiculous. It seemed to fall flat. It seemed to be too complicated. I like the from idea what I, from what I've talked to people about. Yeah, I, I liked it. I like the idea of bringing in a bunch of different characters. And I know now we're just talking about Little Planet, but we'll get back to the questions in a second. But I like the idea of having different versions of the sac, of Sack Boy because I mean, how do you spice, how do you spice it up? You make things that normal Sack Boy can't do, like having Sock um or what, what what's, what's his name um. I can't remember his little name now. Uh, but the dog one that was running around, and he was really funny. Toggle was the big one that could go up and down size-wise, uh, and he weighed a lot, or he could be really small so he can go through crevices and crevices. Another cool idea, at least in concept, and it did work pretty well in the game. And then Swoop was the bird, so you could fly and do things. Yeah. Again, really cool ideas and made the idea behind co-oping a lot more fun. But the whole game, I don't know what it was, just fell flat. I thought the Little Big Planet Vita was even better than 3, uh, and that was handled by a different team, the Media Molecule, as well. So who knows? Uh, presumably, mm-hmm. so Media Molecule can make Dreams, which still is Oh, I mean, absolutely. Why? Or actually, because so that they can make Tearaway was what it was. Oh. But, yeah. Uh, Josh Ayers asked, do you guys believe in the rumor that Rocksteady is working on a Superman game, and it'll take place in a much bigger multiplayer Justice League game? He said, I can't wait no matter what they make. Oh, um, man. I really hope not. I do not like Here's, Superman in any stance at all. Like, what, what's funny is, and it all. was rumored, uh, or basically it was teased. It wasn't even rumored. It was teased at the end of uh, Arkham Origins and Arkham Origins Blackgate, where they were going to, and, I, and I'm not sure why they've not done it or announced it. It may just be that it's not announced and it's still being made. Um, but there's two things that are weird about this. Do y'all remember hearing about the rumor about the Batman game that was going to be called something like Batman Annihilation or something stupid? No, but, I uh, heard that. 
it and it was it was going to be announced and shown off the same day that ended up actually being the day that they showed off Shadow of War. Uh, so that was an interesting leak that never came to fruition, and they're both WB games. Even more weird. I wonder if that was a. Um, and secondarily, nickname. the end of the Origins and uh, Origins Blackgate games uh, showed that they were basically going to make. I mean, it was showing the assembly of Suicide Squad, right? And I think that there was the intent of doing loosely what Marvel had done in their movie universe. DC obviously has not been able to copy that in their movie universe to the same extent, but they've always had much better success in the games universe because of yeah. the Batman series than Marvel did with any of their games. So I think that in the time, the idea behind it was to, if we can't do that there, what we'll do is make a Justice League or Suicide Squad. We'll make a game that's kind of like everybody coming together and we'll make a games universe. Again, that's not come to fruition. Definitely when you've got things like Injustice, and and Justice are great, but those games are obviously not going to tie into any the sto- Arkham series sort of or anything like that. So it gets different. really hard to tell what they were going to do. So I think that it's possible, but I think Superman's hard to make a good game for. First of all, he's a, he's not a good hero He's not for a good a game. character at all. He's... I'll, get, I'll say that straight up. I don't think he's a good character at all either, he's but I, I'm not going to say that with absolute fact. I do think that there's more of a objective way to look at and see that a Superman game, while you think it would be fun, would actually end up being really, really bad. How do you explain Superman dying mm-hmm. in a game? Like, does it, that means every enemy has? How do you have a fail tonight. state? Yeah. So, like, I, I just I hate Superman as a character. I think he's the cheapest superhero that, almost ever. Like, I do not, I do not like him, and I've never the only met somebody way, in person that does. Seth, I've never met somebody in person that that's not my family. That's not my family that does. But, Seth loves Superman. My dad loves him. I just I can't stand him. So I don't know. I I hope not. Now, what I hope they are doing, who the hell knows? I will I will say that I love Rocksteady. So like whatever I love they Rocksteady make, as well. Whatever they go through, I'm, I'm gonna, fine with. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna like, follow and see what it does. Go, go ahead and make like I don't know. You can make the human. What is it called? Killer Croc game, and I'd play that. Um, our last question up, more of a joke question, but we did get a question from Hokuro uh, no po, Hoku. Hakuto no poet. Yeah. Poet. No poet. Hakuto. I don't know why I keep throwing throwing an R in there. But uh, we're going to save that for Mm -hmm. Rudamel because I really like that question. And I think that's a, a, um, it needs some time dedicated to it as well. Uh, But Liam says, if Saw doesn't platinum uh, God of War by the end of the uh, the week, should he have to wear a Juggalo face paint for the next podcast? I want everyone to tweet in and tell us that, yes, you do want that. First of all, uh, I don't know what week he means. Like, tonight? By, the, by by next week, but so by the time that next Sunday hits, if you're not platinum, man, it, you will have to hold me down and drug me in order to get ICP stuff on me. Uh, we will do so, and we'll do so. And I don't want to hear it, but I'll put headphones in your ear. Nope. I'll, I'll super glue them in. I'll make and it you constantly listen. plays. Make, what is a juggalo? I'll make you. It'll be the entirety of what I'm doing. Uh, so I anyway, that's the end of reader mail. Nassau, let's hop into the main topic. Move into this really weird topic that you've decided to go with. Okay, so that I'm just precursor. It's it's going to be an odd one, definitely for people who've had real conversations with me and know that I don't necessarily partake. Well, you in said these. that multiple times too. Exactly. So, so my thing is is that we were looking through the news, and this as a week we try to dr- uh, drive something topical out. Whether it's something that's happened, something that's going to happen, we try to find a good topic that works well with what's going on in the actual gaming uh, universe during that week, and it has really good synergy with anything going on, or just big announcements and our take on it, but this week, that has been nothing, and it's going to stay like this until E3, so some of these topics are going to be kind of crazy, kind of off the wall, maybe it's more casual than anything, 
Um, but looking into the news about Warmind and how much Bungie is trying so, so hard to save Destiny 2, um, a lot of people, including both of us, and almost everybody I know that have played it except one person have not played that game in the past six months. Um, so Or have played it and not enjoyed it. Yeah, because like, I, I downloaded it again. Uh, I have not turned it back on, though. Um, but I downloaded it just in case Joe texts me one night. It's like, hey, let's let's go check out what new stuff is in Destiny. And I don't have anything going on. Um, but basically, my question is, is that can an expansion save a game? And at what extent does the expansion have to do before it just completely revamps the game? Or if it actually just saves it on based on how good the quality of the expansion is? So the first thing to say is that obviously this is going to be an opinionative <clears throat> Very thing much because so. we've already seen proof from multiple games that an expansion can save a game financially. Financially, yeah, and a studio um, as well with it. So I think this is more comes down to our personal take on whether an expansion can resell us on a game that we'd originally closed doors on. Yeah, uh, is I guess the best way to word it. Now the reason I find this so odd is that, like I say, everyone who knows me. And real quick, shout out to our Discord people and our little our little community. You guys are so nice. Hukutu uh, uh, no poet or whatever uh, just no joined the Discord, yeah, and everybody's just being so they're, nice. They're all and saying welcome, asking and stuff. a million questions, and I love it. So it's really cool. I just love to see it. Uh, but yeah, people who've talked with me or have been watching the show for a long time know, uh, and definitely people like Ryan, that I can love a game. And still do not go back and play you've expansions. Still never, you've platinum Skyrim, and you still have never played a single one of their expansions. I've played a very small part of Dragonborn DLC. Yeah, that's very. The, I would small. argue that's the best one. Uh, so, and the other two I've not played at all. What I'm, is the, what is the never, other one? Dragonborn and uh, it was it was Hearthstone, Dragonborn, and Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Oh, boy, I'm gonna slap you or something like that. It was the one where you build houses. Oh, I don't consider that. Uh, but it was still a DLC, regardless. Yeah. And then the other one was uh, Dawnguard. Dawnguard, yeah. So, and I've not played that either. So my point being, yeah. I tend not to go back to games. Sometimes because I've platinumed them before the, the thing comes out, or I've just played enough of them that I feel like my time with them is done, and I don't, I'm not necessarily excited to go back. So I guess my thing is, expansions for me are more in the realm of single-player games. Right. And because I've I have my experience with that single player game, and sometimes that's weird because like games like Final Fantasy fifteen go to show that if I'd go back and play it now, I'd probably enjoy it even more. And I actually liked it to begin with, but instead of doing that, I don't really I, I feel you like feel I'm, the need. I'm satiated with the game. I got yeah. the platinum. I feel like I've spent the time I need to with it. And the people who are getting to play it later or replay it with a better experience, possibly good for them. It's like going but to it's Outback not for versus me. Roadhouse, where you leave Outback and you're like, man, McDonald's sounds really good right now. I love that you somehow have to work that into conversation, but... I was so mad about the other night. You guys have no idea. Okay, but Saul, this is a gaming podcast. No, We've no, talked I about know. enough non-gaming stuff. They just need to know my emotions <laughs> about how terrible Outback locally is here in the time I've gone. Yeah, but uh, uh, and, and I'm so, sorry about that. So but. like, we do have a couple of experiences, though, in which you have returned with us. Uh, just a couple, though. Uh, we did See, I can't return. even think of one. Well, Destiny 1 is good. We did play Destiny 1 on Xbox and came back to it on PS4 after everything was said and done. To, I, I guess, I guess. Another but. one that I'm, I'm more fond of that you have gone back to twice, and if you haven't gone back to it twice, I know I have, and that is Elder Scrolls Online. Did you go back to that twice, or did you just play through it the first time? I've, and I, I only played that first. Uh, technically, I went back twice. I played it with Blaze as a very beginning, but I didn't pay for it. I just played on his. I, it was a weird situation. But anyway, me and him were playing, and I was not a fan. 
and I didn't even play enough to really know. I was like, I know I played enough to know that this isn't what I like. Yeah. Uh, I don't even count the comeback a comeback in the sense of coming back to a game after something like that. I guess even then it wasn't DLC; it was updates. You know, it wasn't, well, yeah. it wasn't an expansion as much as it was updates to help fix that game Which a little crazy more. Because with a lot of these major MMOs, but that is a good that is a good point. And I do, and I am in the back of my mind, and and I bought the thing, and I've just not played it yet. But I bought the Morrowind expansion. I do like hey, so I am I I guess I am warming up. Yes, if you guys idea. want to play this with us, let us know because I actually really have been wanting to go back. I still have it too. I don't have Morrowind. I'll pay the fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, whatever it is to buy Morrowind. I think expansion. it's twenty. I don't know. Maybe I'll sell um, again. But more more specific for me is that. What I find so intriguing about these expansions that come out is the change they bring, and sometimes, like with, like with. Okay, so I want this is one thing I want to say, and I guess it's important to say that technically that's what a games as a service is, a game like Destiny. But you know, it's funny because what we're talking about in the extent of Elder Scrolls Online and 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 Mortal Warcraft, let's just throw that in there. These are MMOs, MMOs since EverQuest. That's two thousand or ninety nine. One of those has always had DLC and expansions and change with. Now it. that's different because yeah. I did continue to play. I mean, and I, they never brought me back, but they kept they keep coming out, and I was just still actively playing. I used to play Guild Wars like mad, and I well, love the yeah, I love the expansions I'm specifically. Like my uh, whole thing is, is that can an expansion save a game for you? Not and, improve and, and, it, and I get and not have more fun with it. But, but I guess where about, I'm coming from is that. This is a conversation that's a little more new because we're talking about expansions for games that it's funny. I've always argued that Destiny is an MMO and a shooter shell, and I still don't think so. But I, I know, I, can I know, agree. but my but my point being is that it's funny because you know the only time before recent years that that was really a real question was in MMOs or maybe a map pack for you know Call of Duty, but. My point being is it's something that's come up a lot more as you get the idea of games as a service coming out. So you get these things that are coming out like the, the free expansions uh, that come out with things like um, Overwatch uh, yeah. and uh, uh, Rainbow Six. So things that happen that you don't have to pay for, as far as I understand. I'm not sure. Do you have to pay for extra operatives? Uh, yes. Or operators, whatever they're called. Yeah, you do. Um, um, you have to pay with either cash or in-game currency that you could buy with cash. Or okay, so there is a way a out weird, of it. So, so it's yeah. not a traditional expansion, but it's something being added to the game. It's right. a continued support, which it's, is again the which, idea of an MMO. So I guess it's bleeding the lines between. Now. Yeah, you, it, you're bridging that that line between what was an MMO and a, and a PC and what's a console game now, and that console's gotten to the point where they can sustain these kind of games that are ever changing. Well, I think you're I think you're going into it a little too far, though. Uh, well, I, I am, but I'm saying like, I guess that's why in my mind. This was a whole separate thing. So I think this is a little more relative to me because it does go into other games I've played. Right. But in my mind, I had like a wall uh, up yeah, that was like that was MMOs consoles. don't count. Yeah. MMOs or, 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 don't yeah, count. Yeah, even that. But Even well, on console, MMOs are just, in my be, mind, they're not there. To be fair, I did bring up World of Warcraft about the whole thing with that. But, but it, I didn't even think about I it. I know, because you never played World of Warcraft. Or yeah. You, not, you weren't well, a huge yeah, fan I, of it. I, yeah, exactly. Um, I never played through any of the expansions, but like, I didn't like them. My whole thing is, is that how crazy it can be that a game like Destiny 2, just in the news we're talking about, there's a new thing that a first-person shooter has never seen before. What I understand and I don't understand is that you're about to announce something that is super cool that you, that's never been done for a first-person shooter apparently before. Right. Your game's dying. Go ahead and let us know what that is. Like, don't exactly uh, hold yeah, it off. Yeah, that's true, but maybe you can build hype in a positive way, and, and then, then if you deliver on the hype, it's you, even better. But the problem is if you Bungie don't deliver on the hype... you bad about delivering on hype lately. Bam. So you, you fall even you, further. You're going to throw the already cremated ashes down into the, the toilet where they belong. But, um, no, like, my big thing is is that 
I, I, I am interested in these kind of expansions or season changes, even though that's not exactly what I'm talking about, but that can be used for a good example of, of, of something to bring a game back to you from an update. But I love this because you see how drastic a game can change after final development and after the game is released. Um, and it's crazy to me to think of a game terribly so, like, thinking of Destiny 2 now in the stance that I don't like the game. Like, it was really, really fun up until you did the raid. When you did the raid, the raid wasn't as good, I would say, as any of the very first Destiny game raids. I think I was riding the high on how I, I fun felt, it was to beat. I felt like on a mechanical level it was. No, yeah, definitely on a mechanical level, but as an overall experience, I yeah, didn't enjoy it was it weaker. I could, I'd um, say the same. And I was riding on that high that you get when you, beat a, when, you, when you finally beat the raid and you finally beat the Lanterns. Um, and the, 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 whatever room that is. And when you finally got to the dogs and all that stuff, I think that that right there was something powerful. And unfortunately it could only have captured it for the next couple of days until it wore off on me. And then I realized like, Hey, I'm not getting any weapons. I'm not getting any more cooler armor. You know, I'm not fighting all these cool bosses that destiny one did have. I'd be a little bit of a bullet sponge. Um, but now with like promises of adding all this new stuff to it, adding stuff into the game that is not supposed to be as bullet spongy in terms of like how exotics can now work with some of the reworks, it has me interested. Because yeah, another thing I saw is that, now, and I don't know if it's in Warmind or not, but speaking to that, you know, all these changes that are going on, apparently all exotics are going to be able to be upgraded I, I don't, starting soon. Masterworks, I think is what they're called. I don't know if they... But can, apparently only certain guns were considered masterwork available. Right. Now apparently think, every exotic well, is going to have it. And some of the exotics that did not were not good are now completely different. Uh, do you remember the Graviton Lance pulse rifle? I do. It was really cool concept and design. In the, in the but it, it didn't work that great. Now it does. It works almost as good as what you would think a super would do when it works well. Like it's a See, true now, exotic. Now that's a that's a weird area right there though, right? Because one of the things about that is that yeah, this comes with expansions, but it also comes with balancing patches right. and all these things. So it is kind of the ever going thing, I guess. The while the question may have started being, can expansion save it? I think is what it can can ongoing support save a game and i guess the, the definitive answer even from an opinion of stance it has to be is yes that it can yeah but now what that, does but it that take? but the answer changes on a game to game basis so the answer is can it yes will it depends yeah uh so i mean because and then like it's crazy the one thing about that that's a bad thing sorry but that's where no, i was kind of going but the one bad thing about that is like you know when you love a game because of very specific things and you want to remember them that way right and then you come back and, and everything's changed and different there is something to be said about that because there is a very nice feeling and you see it in MMOs when people want the original servers to come back because they don't like the change. Oh, yeah. There's they actually, an outcry they, for they, Vanilla they, WoW. They, exactly. And there's an outcry that they have actually done extremely well. And I'm surprised WoW is not copied for original RuneScape. And I, when I say original, I mean like 2008 RuneScape, like where RuneScape yeah, was really... RuneScape. Something like that. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, anyway, that was a really big time for the game and people loved it. And as, even at that time, they had classic servers up for RuneScape 1, which was way different. So my point being, they continue to do Buying these changes GF. and they keep sending back to these certain versions that people loved because so many people play these games and there's a big chunk of people that I know that are like, oh, I loved RuneScape. Oh, yeah, nostalgia. But the new thing is not for me. Super strong. And I know so many people who used to play RuneScape who have specifically come back and been begging for me to come back to start playing because they're playing 2007 RuneScape, do, whatever it do is. Do you know that RuneScape there, Classic is what it's called There now. is Twitch streamers that make 
probably thousands of dollars a month with over tens and thousands of viewers who play 2007 RuneScape. That's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm not joking. Like, that, I that almost, is a very... You know, it's funny. If I can't play the game, I may just watch people play that, it, which that is weird because I don't watch people play games. That is a very, very prominent area over there on, on Twitch. Um, but yeah, so, so apparently like, I'm in the wrong business. You guys want to watch me play some 2007 RuneScape? I mean, you want, y'all want to watch me play Dark Souls? <laughs> but uh, it won't be a let's play. But I'll do uh, I'll do some hardcore streaming of that, man. But it, it, it says something about a game that, and, and about this current get, like gaming day and age in which I don't like a game right now. And you know, come November we're doing the podcast again. And for the last three weeks, you've been hearing me say I'm playing Destiny two again. It's absolutely nuts the fact of how much they can change in terms of quality, gameplay, and stuff like that with these updates. Because when you think about it, last gen even, uh, I was going to say PS2, but even last gen, a game came out that you did not like. There wasn't much they could do to save the game. Very unlikely that these changes would happen. But some of that was because it wasn't worth the time and effort to put it into. Even at that point even though updates were feasibly possible, unless there was a lot of potential, it was most of the time easier to just say the game was a dud instead of putting the man hours needed into it to get the update and patch ready to fix it. We're going to, we got even, you've even seen that this gen with mass effect Andromeda. Yeah. Even them doing all the extra work they did, they eventually pulled the plug and said, it is not worth putting the money back in to make this game any more successful because it's not going to happen. Yes, we may be able to get a few more people in. We may be able to get the people who bought the game and were angry with us, happy with us again. But in the long run, is it not going to be way more beneficial for us to just cut our losses, realize realize we made something bad and continue on with something new and hopefully learn from the lessons of what you screwed up here? Now what you see is games like Rainbow Six coming out to kind of a flop, actually, and then randomly scrapping themselves all the way back up to what is considered a top tier game top now. Top tier esport games. All because somebody had the, you know, vision to go, there's a lot that can be done here. We've just got to play our cards right. Yeah. It's now, still amazing. It's an extremely interesting thing to see because like we say, it's not something that was common until the past few years. Even right. in this gym, it's something that's only been common the past few years. Like the past three years, I even would say, I would wager is where you really see the bulk of that, right? It's crazy that like when you think about it. I mean, it, yes, Destiny was early. Destiny was what, 14 or 15? 2014. Anyway, my point being is that, yeah, so 15, 16, I mean, yeah, so the last three to four years is where you've seen it the majority, but re- more recently in common, in current years and in, in when Destiny started. Um, but I mean, with all that being said, I mean, yes, there's a lot that you can do for it, but the argument always ends up coming back around to be a personal thing of, in your mind, yeah, so we've answered the question. It can save a game. Right. And will it is is the question that follows. It's, it's uh, like, will they take objective. advantage of the of the potential? Uh, so and you'll like the outcome. Too. Yeah. So from there, the question always tends to become, well, while that's an option now and why people can do that, do we, would we rather see companies continue to just work on one game? Because there's a lot of people that, have, that share the feeling and the mindset, even though it's not necessarily true. Uh, that the reason that we've not gotten Red Dead or another Grand Theft Auto either is because of the fact that they've continued to support Grand Theft Auto Five. Now, yeah, of course, that's, that's been extremely true. business lucrative to them, right. and it was obviously worth their time. But now we're off the money side. We're going back to opinion. Where do we stand on the opinion of the people who love that they continue to support the online thing? Thank you, sir. <laughs> or the people who would rather see them go on to a new creative endeavor because there are people that don't deal with the online stuff. And I guess that's the same of Destiny because a lot of people do not deal with the 
extra Destiny stuff. I still know people who just get Destiny, play the expansion until they've done the story, and then bounce completely out into the next expansion. Yeah. And they go, well, I'd rather them, I'd rather see them stop trying to balance, balance, balance. Now, of course, in that kind of mindset, it's got to be like it's got to be for the good of everyone, right? Yeah. And while it may mean that you're not getting to play it as these other people, the other people are what keeping the game alive so that you can keep coming back to it every few months. Yeah, which is crazy uh, to when think they about. release these expansions. But it is a different climate, and I mean, you see things like Fortnite and PUBG coming in, like we've been talking about, and just really changing the landscape of what a game can do and be over a longer period of time. And we already saw that really pioneered and started with things like, you know, I guess Destiny is a good example, and uh, Rainbow Six, and I mean, there's probably more. I think Tom Clancy's The Division is another game that oh, yeah. suffered a little bit early on, but then managed to pull itself back up. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting topic, but it's so hard to think of where you'd really want to go for it in terms of once you get past that initial answer. So, I mean, like, did you have anything else that you kind of wanted that you thought about in, no, in regards to it? Because it's just kinda, it's, I mean, this is more, you know, this is your brainchild, but yeah, no, it, it finally it, hit me. Yeah. I guess. As, as, and and like another interesting thing is, is that without yeah. the exception of Ryan, um, that's a division is a game. We probably wouldn't have been playing if it wasn't updated as much as it was. So it brings the new people in too. Good example, yeah, because I had not played it prior to that um, point. And but I the, have, but it brought ex- me back. Yeah, the expansions and what they had done and changed, or what brought me back into the fold. Right. So, yeah, and it's it's super interesting. Or brought me into the fold and you back. Yeah, and, and it makes you it makes you a little bit excited in this kind of in this gen and and then probably almost an album to follow because a lot of this will be taken just forward into the future as far as it will go. Um, in terms of games doing this. And I think that it's exciting because if you don't like a game because of something in it, now if it's like the core of the game, you know, you're never going to like the game. Like they're not going to be able to fix it for you. But what I am excited about is the change. And I'm excited, like jumping into the Warmind stream, I was excited to see. I was not let down by the stream. I was kind of, you know, I was more of like... Indifferent with a ray of optimism. Yeah. And like, uh, like, like they... Just the changes, dude. Like, Graviton Lance used three bullets. Now shoots two. But the second one's still a black hole bullet. It's crazy how, like, they, in a way, listen, but it just takes so long to deliver. But I'm sure that once they finally deliver, just with any other studio, that, you know, it'll bring people back. And it's super interesting. Have you guys ever played a game in which you were brought back because of an expansion or because of an update that that fundamentally changed something in the game for you? Um and if so, what was it? Like, was it Destiny? Because I know that'll be an answer on a lot of people. I think it's, a, it's an answer for a lot of people, but I think the other people will be. Uh, I, I do think that even Ryan tends to say that he comes back to the division because of the changes. So I think yeah. that the division will be a common answer. I think that we've stated a lot of the games that are common answers, but yeah, I'd love to hear like if there's any games, even, even last gen. And that's even from a story perspective, because you know, I do think that there's something to be said of, it's more crazy to think that a story expansion realistically can bring you back to liking a game that you didn't like initially, because somehow the story expansion handled everything better. And right. I'm not, and it's far from impossible. It's probably been done. Can't think of an example, but hey, I'm ready and willing That's for you, you to tell me for. exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, y'all are here to tell us that. Uh, so yeah, definitely tell us your games. And uh, like we said, if this is, if you're watching this on YouTube and this is one of your first, or if you've watched this a few episodes, give us a subscribe. You uh, can find these a little quicker, easier. And of course, it lets us know that we're doing pretty well. And of course, if you're listening to us on podcast services, really consider giving us a review. Like I said, it just it helps us know that we're doing the right stuff and it helps other people find us, which is, uh, you know, helps us get a little bit bigger community. The more but the we barrier. do love our tight-knit community community so no complaints on this part um but Saul anything else you would like to add good sir I think that's it okay well until next week this has been triangle squared and we will see you next time thank you guys